You're listening to Men With Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and live a spirited life. G'day and welcome to episode 41 of Men With Spirit at Radio Karam. If you're new to the show, our aim is to encourage men to get out of their heads and more into their hearts, to be more authentically connected with themselves and with others. And integral to this is to live your life according to your values. And today we're going to be talking about an organisation that very much lives their collective life according to their values. My name is Peter Anthony and I'm here with my co-host Steve Angel. G'day Steve. G'day Peter, how are you? Uh, we won't go through the usual rigmarole <laughs> we go through, but I, I'm, uh, I'm not feeling too bad. I've been a little bit up and down, but uh, generally speaking, yeah, focused. I'm quite excited about today. Mm-hmm. And how are you feeling? And what, what's been happening in your life just of late? Well, let's see. Um, Issa was mm-hmm. just recently happened, which was uh, was good. Unfortunately, we didn't go away. I just looked at the weather radar and thought, but that looks crap. I don't want to be outside in the rain. But uh, as if you've been nursing yourself, you were saying you had a bit of an injury. I or did, something, I know? did, I did, I did injure myself. But I have, uh, I've recovered slowly. But you know, the older I get, the slower these recoveries. <laughs> tell, tell me about it. Tell me about yeah. it. No, but all good actually. And yourself, Peter? How's how was your Easter? Uh, it was it was quiet, but uh, got a, a few things done, which was good. So yeah. Anyway, I'm just look, looking forward to today. Okay, good. All right, so tell us all about today. Okay, today's topic, Steve, is can business be a force for good in the world? And to explore this topic with us today, we've invited two people to join us in the studio, both from the successful IT services company based in Melbourne, DB Results. We've got Candy Demenzi, who's Chief of Philanthropy and Clinical Advisor, and Gavin Bunshaw, who's the CEO. Candy and Gavin, welcome. Thanks, Peter. Great to see you. Great Thanks, to see you, Peter. Steve. Good, Good to see you again, uh, Candy. Great to see you again, <laughs> and, uh, too, yeah, Steve. People may, you know, people may remember in episode seven, I think last year, a long mm. time ago now, um, Candy very graciously joined us when we were doing things remotely. Um, yeah. And that was a technological challenge, but we're far more sophisticated here today, aren't we? Oh, look. <laughs> Microphones, headsets, studio. All very different. It is very, very different. Very real. <laughs> and we're in the Radio Karam studio and you know this place, you've been here before, both of you, but um, your footy club has played here a few times, I believe, Gavin. Yes. Um, in fact, we played the grand final here, so I play for Williamstown and we've, um, we got to enjoy the facilities. Yeah. So I've been here a few times. Yeah, it's a great setup. Lovely venue. Yeah, Lovely yeah, venue. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Candy, you were with us in episode seven, um, and we discussed men's well-being and an app you've developed called MIOK, and that's a comprehensive well-being app developed by DB Results. And on our, on our last show, a couple of weeks ago, Cameron Oates of Your Right Mate mentioned that MIOK was one of the practical tools that his organisation makes freely available to men, uh, as does Men with Spirit. Uh, with the support of DB Results. And uh, just recently we learnt that DB Results has been accredited as a B Corp, recognising that it is a business that goes well beyond just seeking to make a profit. It has, as part of its purpose, 
um, making its business a force for good in the world. And um, this got Steve and I thinking, what caused this particular business to uh, want to adopt philanthropy as a core part of its business? And what's the backstory on MIOK, which we use and um, you all right, mate, use and a number of other organisations use? And the other company, uh, the company's other philanthropic activities, and what can other businesses of whatever size learn from the success of DB Results and the positive impact you're making? So that was our thinking, and you were very kindly agreed to come on and talk about all that. Again, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. No, I actually, Kevin, I want to ask, start off asking you a question specifically, just. In my experience, uh, most philanthropic activities that most businesses engage in are usually just donations, uh, fundraising, um, and it's sort of uh, centred to maybe once or twice a year, and it's sort of almost a set and forget idea. So what I want to know is what was the catalyst that caused DB Results to look into philanthropy more seriously? That's a great question, Steve, and by the way, that's all we thought was two donations. (laughs) Um, So... I was actually playing poker for, um, we won't say money, but for, <laughs> for plastic chips that were worth 10 cents and 20 cents at a, at a friend's. <laughs> a regular get-together with old schoolmates and one of my friends actually was visiting from the US and in his job he actually worked for one, one of Bill Gates' foundation mm-hmm. companies and ran that. And so he was over looking at how they can take milk production out of New Zealand to Ethiopia. And so he said to me, he said... Um, Gav, you've got a great company. Why don't you do something good for the world? And mm. I said, oh, Dave, that's, that's a bit rough. You know, <laughs> we donate a lot of money. And he goes, no, I'm not talking about donation. When I look at the skills of your company and look at the capabilities and what you do and how you problem solve, have you thought about donating those skills and actually helping those, those um, causes that are actually philanthropic? Mm-hmm. You know, and he was talking about pro bono, et cetera. Which really got started the ball going. Yeah. You know, so we actually sat there and go, you know what? We do have very smart people. We do do a lot of things for customers. But we have, you know, like everyone, we have a bench. We have downtime. Mm-hmm. What if we use that time rather than for something internal? We actually used it for something something that we can make a difference. And that's how it originally started. So it was going beyond the donations mm-hmm. to what can we do? And, and from there, it picked up momentum. We found that with donations, a dollar goes as far as a dollar will go. Mm-hmm. With us, when we do the equivalent of a dollar's worth of skills, it can actually, because of technology and scalability, it can actually go 100 times, 10,000 times the impact. Mm. And so we found that we still do donations. We still do a lot of donations to give people a kickstart. Mm-hmm. However, we found that the apps we build, the solutions we actually help solve, um, the um, the way we get involved with groups that are actually looking to make a difference actually has much more impact than the the cost of an hour. So who who was the, behind the decision to to go down this path? Was it just um, you and the senior management team, or was it um, uh, all the employees, your client? Like, how did you actually come about making that decision? Oh, no, another good question. So, so it started off with, that, with the meeting with Dave. However, then at the same time, I got to see a, a video called Simon Sinek, which he, where he talks about why do organisations exist and you can't pick profitability. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, we went to a graduation where the lecturer said to all the students graduating, you know, you're going to live 10 years longer than your parents. 
what are you going to do with your extra 10 years? So that question why, it's just all of a sudden started coming up in, in the space of a month. Mm-hmm. So we went to our organisation and we actually said, why do we exist and you're not allowed to pick profitability? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we asked our own people and went through a survey and they but came. How many people are we talking about when you say this? At the time, I think we were about 150. Okay, right. Yeah. And, um, and you know, most surveys you've got to chase people up. Mm-hmm. People really took to the question because no one had ever asked them that. Mm-hmm. And so when we said, you know, why do we exist? Why why did you join? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. The one common theme, and we've always been that way since we started because we've got the word results in our name is about making a difference. So the making a difference bit was pretty common. But when they, they actually responded, we found the four areas they picked were health, environment, lifestyle and poverty. So it wasn't just making a difference. Generally, it was in those four areas. And each one has a backstory, which, um, you know, mm-hmm. we don't have long enough to go through. But it was, it was interesting that that's what they came up with. Mm. Now, Candy, you have a very interesting title, uh, Chief Philanthropy and Clinical Advisor. Not uh, many in- organisations without those titles. No, 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 not at all. Do you, do you want to just explain how the title came about, what your role is about, and, and how, do you, how does this role play into all the activities that um, – Gavin just shared with us. Sure. Um, Thank you, Steve. Great question. So um, my role is to make sure we have awareness um, so that we can um, search out and find the right activities that we can partake in Mm -hmm. and look at how we can, as Gavin said, look at how we can use our skills and our expertise, our knowledge, our innovation and IP and use that for where we can get the biggest advantage. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, I don't do this alone. Um, but my role is to be a catalyst for the company and to make things happen. Mm-hmm. So I started off at DB as um, in this um, clinical advisory role, and I still have that clinical advisory role. But um, over time, um, I started to get involved in more um, philanthropic activities, and they largely were um, um, in the area of health because that's what I understand and I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and over time, um, it's it, it's broadened, and so now um, my role is to make sure that um, we bring our um, our purpose to life, mm-hmm. and and in terms of philanthropy, I look for activities that um, straddle across our four areas, our four nominated areas, which is health, lifestyle, um, in the environment, and um, poverty. So, mm-hmm. so that's that's how my role's broadened. Um, but um, also, um, the biggest reason why I've got this dedicated role is because we wanted someone focused in this, yeah, yeah in this position. Because we know that um, when you have a company like ours, when things become busy, it's really easy to drop the ball. Yeah, of course. And so we wanted to make sure that we didn't lose sight of um, what we wanted to achieve in philanthropy. And so I've got this dedicated role to mm-hmm. be focused. Um, Mm-hmm. And and uh, guide some activities for the company. Just to put it into context, how many um, how many employees do you have in the company now, and where are you operating? We're we're at um, somewhere around the five hundred number. Yeah. It's it keeps continues to grow. Um, we're in the eastern seaboard of Australia, so mm-hmm. we've got Sydney, Canberra, Melbourne mm-hmm. offices. We have offices in Thailand, Philippines, and Hong Kong overseas as well. And recently um, had a business in the US, which we um, we sold off. So we're pretty much in those areas. We actually have employees we have in, in Europe, etc. So, 
but we've sort of gone into Europe and come out of Europe. It's it's a time zone difference that, that makes it a little bit more difficult, mm-hmm. but it is an area that we're passionate about actually continue to make a difference in. Right. But the, going down this philanthropy uh, path, it's obviously worked from a business point of view if you just take those raw numbers. The company, since you originally had this survey and went down this path of asking yourself why, uh, you've gone from, what, 150-odd to over 500, which is uh, something must be going right. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'd be interested to understand, you know, um, how does how does having a focus on these activities affect your day-to-day operations? You know, because as you said, Candy, you, someone needs to keep an eye on the ball as to make sure that these activities are going. But let's just look at it from more of a practical perspective. Maybe this is something you can answer, Gavin, is how does a business operate with a focus of having uh, philanthropy as its sort of underpinning of its values, still maintain a profit and still keep these activities going? Yeah, so, so Steve, it's actually easier than you think. It's it's one of those ones where, so we constantly have regulatory rules, we have government rules we need to follow, we have all of these processes we do. We've adopted, you know, quality certification a long time ago, which most organisations have. So you follow these frameworks. When you open your mind and say, I'm still going to follow those frameworks, but I'm actually going to add another framework, which is what good can I bring to the world? Mm. What can I do that doesn't just take a short-term view but takes a long-term view and you make that the way you operate it's not an additional mm-hmm. if that makes sense so it actually it's you know the first step is is the awareness that that's what you want to do but once you get into that mode where you practice and you get momentum it just it just comes naturally yeah you know, yeah the the hardest part every now and then is you know I've always said if you're not profitable there's less impact you can have you're always dependent on someone to give you money and mm-hmm. or give you something so it's very important that we stay profitable and actually can do more in the world yeah and but but reminding people that when you do so much good they tend to forget after a while <laughs> you know and so quite often they'll actually say let's just do this and and not charge for it etc and so we we just got to get that balance so that's probably the only difficult bit mm-hmm. but it's it, beca- it gets momentum peter how do your um employees and your clients uh, react to all of this? What, what do they think about it all? Um, so I'll talk about our clients. Mm-hmm. And um, recently we had our um, customer, annual customer event. And and at that event we talked about, um, we actually launched our B Corp um, um, information and our certification, announced it actually at the, at the event. And it was quite interesting because um, many of our customers had no idea that we actually um, did this as you know did this as part of our everyday activities. Uh, you know we do this. Um, yes, we do this paid work, but but they didn't understand that we did all this philanthropic um, activity. So they were actually um, quite blown away and quite um, and um, you're very excited for us in terms of what we you know, what we're achieving. And um, excited that we've we've attained this certification, and now they're looking at at us in a broader, favourable way. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to think that it will win some more business with them in mm-hmm. the future, mm-hmm. um, but time will tell. It's interesting because there's a lot of there's a lot of research and data that suggests that um, people are drawn to companies that they believe have a more worldview towards their activities and their. They are looking for you know companies that are sustainable, that care about the environment, that care about people, 
and not only does it um, for customers draw them to want to purchase or do business with those businesses, but it also attracts people to want to work with companies like that. Is that what you're finding as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's exciting to be part of a global movement. Mm-hmm. You know, so people do like to belong to, a, I'll call it a tribe, whether it be your footy club yeah. or community, etc. This is a, a global um, tribe, if you like, called global community, all looking to do one thing and that is leave the world in a better place. Mm-hmm. And so we find that people are now joining us because of our purpose mm-hmm. and then what they can do with it. Um, mm-hmm. So we're getting a lot of interest from people wanting to join us. Um, we're getting a lot of interest in actually taking our customer relationships to a much deeper level mm-hmm. because they're also trying to do stuff out there. You mm-hmm. know, and some of them are the big banks, some of them are the big utilities, etc. They're all t- trying to do stuff out there. So now they're saying, how can we align some of what we're achieving with what you do mm. and, and actually work together to, to make a difference somewhere? So, so we've noticed that the richness of relationships mm-hmm. has actually increased and, um, and I suppose that, that good feeling you have inside you that gets you up every day, it just, it just seems to you know, be there more often than not. <laughs> It's interesting, isn't it? Because sometimes I think you can take a cynical view when business decides to go down a path like this because you always think, is there an alternative, ulterior motive to it? And there kind of is. But the idea that we've always seen business to only operate in one particular path, you know, to have a very sort of selfish, narrow view as to what they're doing and then to now to start to expand that more. And I, I like the idea of that because you're kind of bringing your personal values to work and not keeping the two separate. So you're not like your split personalities, like I, I'm going to go to work and be all ruthless and I'm going to do this because that's the rules and that's okay. But at home I want to have these these values. So it's nice to see that this is melding together and, and, and sort of attracting a lot of attention as well. And do you find with employees that the turnover is reduced because of um, being associated with a company like that has these values? Yeah. Uh, what we found is most employees that have been with us for four years or longer don't leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about maybe we'll have one a year. So mm-hmm. so it's up to four years though, there's, there isn't a bit of an adjustment to the, – the, there's a cynical view when you first mm-hmm. come in, you know, you're doing this for marketing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when they actually get involved in the activities and they see the difference – then they become much more about understanding that. So, yeah. so below four years, there is an adjustment, and it's not for everyone. Mm. You know, some people work as work. I get up in the morning, I go to work, and I want to switch off. But in general, most people know that that's not the case. What, have, what happens at work affects you at home, mm-hmm. and what happens at home affects you at work. That's right. And the more you accept that and recognize it and say, actually, I'm going to make my whole waking life enjoyable. Mm. The the more you actually take control of it, so and we'd we'd certainly agree with that. And the idea that an individual, um, when they go into the workplace, should take their total self there with all their values and all the rest of it. They shouldn't be a different person at work um, and at home. Mm. So if you can inspire people to be themselves, their true selves, and share live their values, I think that's marvelous. Yeah, well, well, that's what we we value, and I think yeah. I think you know that's why the relationships are strong mm. it's because you actually value the individual and the you know the, our organization want to be valued because we're unique why are we unique because we accept everyone and in the different ways and the different strengths they bring and we work to those strengths 
good on you. Candy, can I ask you, we're obviously very familiar with one of your products, which is Am I OK? Um, could you share with us other, what other products you have in the pipeline that you have that are very similar to what Am I OK is or another product that you offer? So a very different example is um, a product we built for an organisation, a not-for-profit, called Hand in Hand. And they're an organisation run by psychiatrists um, who offer peer-to-peer -peer, um, peer -peer support for um, people in the medical um, arena, so frontline workers in the health industry, so doctors and nurses largely, because they've got a really high burnout rate and high incidence of mental health. And this is even before COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And so obviously with COVID, it's had, has had a multiplier effect on that. So um, we watched a story on um, A Current Affair, one of the evening programs, and we saw this um, organisation come on and talk about what they do. And, and we thought, oh, what a great organisation. Let's just contact them and see if they need any help. So, so simple, it can be as simple as, as simple that. As I was going that. to ask you, how do you choose these? Well, yeah, um, this, well, this is the way this evolved. <laughs> it doesn't always evolve like this, yeah. but this is the way this happened. Um, and many of our earlier products um, have happened like this, just, you know, very much organically. Um, so we contacted them and we ran a workshop and, um, and, you know, and said, you know, what are your problems? What are you trying to do and what are your problems in trying to do it? And then we identified that they had... Um, an issue with, um, you know, a lot of papers and and using Google Sheets and 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 um, and they do this peer-to-peer -peer support and matching of people uh, to support each other. And um, they had they had a system that was it was very clunky and difficult to follow up and difficult. They were losing people. It was prone to errors and inefficient. Mm. And these people are volunteering their own time, so mm. they're a precious resource. Mm. Um, who are looking after all of us in our hospitals. And then they do this in their spare time. And we thought, and we said to them, okay, is this, uh, you know, your, would you like something, uh, us to build something for you, um, a digital solution? And, um, and yeah, and that's, where we, that, that's what happened. So we took what they had and uh, built them a digital portal. And that's actually just all being handed over right now as we speak and have to tell you that they are wrapped and they will tell you themselves they are wrapped because it's delivered um, well beyond their expectations. Mm, fantastic. And, um, yeah, they are really blown away. So that's just one of the examples. And we've got plenty of other ones. And another really good one that I'm very proud of and one I worked on was um, a um, platform to support men with prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. We built that with the Australian Prostate Centre. Um, and uh, we built that a little while ago now. And um, that was an, a, a very uh, exciting piece of work to work on. And the kind of feedback we got from some of the users was that, you know, it gave me back um, some, um, some power and, um, you know, it helped me to feel, to, to feel real again mm. when I felt like I lost all my, mm. uh, you know, all my power and my sense of control. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely understand that. Mm. Yeah, some good. Another one you mentioned was at the uh, function you had the other week there was the Lighthouse Foundation. What are you doing with them? Oh, it's the Lighthouse Foundation. Uh, thank you, Peter, for reminding me. So they're one of the, um, our newest um, um, group of people who are using Am I OK? 
Um, so they're just launching that in their own organisation and we've partnered with them to help them with some of their voluntary um, activities that they've asked for help with, like painting houses for the homeless that they are housing. And um, recently we did, we did another volunteering um, activity with them where we went through boxes of donations and helped them to sort things out. Um, you know, and they had volumes of it, so they needed help. So we just help where we can mm-hmm. in different ways. Actually, and, and so, so, you know, sometimes, as I said, you don't even know you're doing it. So before Christmas, I remember them coming in with a whole bunch of textures and pieces of cardboard, etc. And a bunch of us sat around a room and bid, built um, Christmas cards um, <laughs> and wrote messages to, to people that would normally not get a Christmas card. So, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, so it was, you know, my artwork wasn't great. There's some unbelievable cards, though. So it was just a fun afternoon. Good on you. That's really excellent. Um, I think we might uh, try a bit of music now. And um, regular listeners would know that we always ask our guests to come up with some music that means something to them and uh, just to discuss why they chose it and what it means to you. And we'll start with you, Gavin. You've come up with um, Ain't No Mountain High Enough by the uh, Droit, Droit, Detroit Detroit <laughs> Soul Sensation. Do you want to explain uh, what this song means to you and why you've chosen it? Sure, I um, yeah, it's a very uplifting song, and um, there's a movie called Remember the Titans, um, which is a a good sports movie. So you know, I'm into my sport, um, where they come back from adversity, and so for me, it's actually um, a good reminder to think actually nothing can stop you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing that's unachievable. If you don't know how to do it, then start talking to others because. If you talk to enough people, they'll work out how to do it. Yeah. And so it pretty much sums up the, the view on whatever we see, uh, no matter how big the problem is, that um, with enough people, enough support, you can actually get over it. Good. Brilliant. Thank you. Let's hear it. Hello, my name is Dave Graney. I am an underworld musician of many years standing. I'm here to ask you to tune into my fellow traveller, my comrade, Radio Caram. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Men with Spirit on Radio Karen with me, Steve Angel, and my co-host Peter Anthony. And today our guests are Gavin and Candy from DB Results. And we've been discussing can business be a force for good in the world? And uh, prior to listening to that song uh, that Gavin nominated, we were talking about um, DB Results and the philanthropic activities that they've been involved in. Um where this has led them to now is to seek accreditation for a B Corp. Um, so let's get started and just maybe i start with you, Gavin. What is B Corp and why did you go for it? Sure. Um, <clears throat> B Corp is a international certification um, and it's really for businesses to meet the highest standard, standards of social and environment responsibility. Um, it's... A, you know, it's it's benchmarked. There's a, a grade you have to achieve to be a B Corp certified. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's um, companies out there that represent it and actually do certification. So they go through a bunch of questions on five key areas, um, which are governance, community, environment, workers and customers. Mm-hmm. And they assess you against all of those um, and then assess how your impact is on, as I said, the environment and society. Um, you then got to back it up with evidence um, and once you're certified, it actually 
means that you've at least met some some base level of standard internationally. Um, so we went for it because we thought we were good people. We thought we did the right thing. We thought our people, you know, we know our people want to make a difference in that purpose. But things change, you know. Mm-hmm. Times get hard. Um, businesses go up and down. Money goes up and down. We didn't want to lose the core of what we value. Mm-hmm. And so we thought with an independent certification, it sort of makes sure that someone else is, is monitoring us and it's not just us telling ourselves we, how good we are. It's actually someone else monitoring us, and that's why we went for B Corp certification. And holding you to account as well, I guess. You Correct. Know, so yeah, Correct. Just monitoring and holding you to account. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, and are the businesses that are B Corp certified, are they in any particular sectors? Like what's the sector you're in and how to, how many B Corp organisations are there in Australia or worldwide or whatever? So specifically the area we're in is technology services um, and our technology consulting and I think there's 22 B Corps in that of which we're the only one in Australia that's… So um, 22 worldwide? Yes. And there's only one in Australia yeah. and you're it? Correct. That's, Correct. That's pretty so, impressive. Um, the ones you may know and, and there was recently a lot of advertisement for I think Anaconda and Ripcurl. Mm-hmm. Just joined B Corp. So, so you've got travel agencies like Intrepid and you've got um, those ones that tend to, to be much more environmental focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got a lot of um, smaller organisations. So, so it's, you know, so, so B Corp actually applies as much to smaller organisations, whether it be single owned businesses. Yeah. Um, you can actually be B Corp certified um, all the way to the larger ones. The larger ones, it is harder because you've got to show that you've actually got that breadth across all areas of your operations, not just in one specific area. And so we're one of the largest, I think, in, in Australia. I mean, those other names I gave you are, are very big global brands. But, yeah, in that space we're in, I think we're the only one of the 22. Mm-hmm. And just to add, so it wasn't just for our Australian business, part of the, um, the Australian arm. It was also across Asia as mm-hmm. well. Our Asian businesses, so Thailand and Hong Kong and Philippines. And how was it received by your employees? Oh, they love it, I think. Yeah, so it's actually had much greater reception than what we expected. So mm-hmm. so we went for it three years ago and I think I was, I was saying to you, Steve, that um, when COVID hit, we were just about to apply for it or we tried yeah. to apply for it and everyone was off sick so you couldn't get anyone <laughs> from the companies to... The thing and the, the company we needed to use was in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so we went through this process, which was I'll call it COVID interrupted, mm-hmm. which you know took us three years to get through the process. But it's not. I don't want to scare anyone off. It's not that long a process. In fact, the best thing you can do is a self assessment test they give you. You can go onto the website and actually download a self assessment and answer those questions honestly as to how you think you think and you can see how you perform and how close you get. And so then if it's if it's worthwhile and if you want it, you can actually then go through the application. That's a very interesting thing to do because um, that was advice given to me um, many, many years ago about um, just applying for award programs and putting yourself up to the criteria and answering those questions can often help you really refocus then on your own business plan, on your goals and, and what are you doing where you're deficient. And it just gave you sort of this insight into yourself by just applying. So, yeah, that would be a very good, uh, that'd be a very good process to, to get involved in. Um, what about your client? You, you, you mentioned it uh, earlier that you had your client-facing uh, event. Um, do you feel... 
that there's a sense of pride and that sort of internal sense of pride will help attract more business to you because of the B Corp? I'd like to think that it does. And um, the reception we received at that function um, were people I hadn't met. And, I, you, know, you know, I work in philanthropy and, and health, so I don't meet a lot of the clients from the finance mm. sector and the other sectors that we work in and who were there on the night. And um, one of our biggest uh, customers from the finance sector, um, you know, came up to me and was and was congratulating me on what a great job and um, in in getting this you know in getting this uh, B Corp certification and and I thought wow that's that um, that says a lot mm. so um, I'd like to think that we've actually um, shown that we. Um, are not just a profitable company, but we have a purpose and we actually follow through on the purpose mm-hmm. through the certification. It's proof that um, it's, you know, external uh, independent proof of that we actually are um, kicking goals, not just talking about it. We're walking the talk. And, yeah. and there is a high degree of transparency, I gather. All the answers you've given in that certification process that have been independently verified. All of that information is on the uh, B Corp uh, website, so any uh, potential employee, any client or whatever can look at that and have confidence that what you're saying there has been verified and uh, you're doing what you say you do. Yes. And, you know, the one thing we do notice is most people we meet want to make a difference Mm. and some of them very senior roles and customers and when they see that alignment between, I'll say, their personal values and what we're doing, mm-hmm. that brings us closer together. They're also usually the ones that are also trying to change their organisation. Some of these are, as I said, the big banks, etc., the big insurance companies. They're, they're very large organisations. They're very hard to change, as you know, but it always starts with one. Mm-hmm. And so these are the these these people see that alignment, and that's part of that encouragement they get to actually we can we can also make this difference. Mm-hmm. So. So it's um, it's it's been surprising as I, as you said it's um it's one of those ones that they don't have to question the credibility anymore because as you said it's it's um it's checked out but people get right behind actually you know what I want, I actually would like to make a difference in the world yeah and so that alignment and that 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 relationship almost that common bond gets created much quicker. Mm. Yeah, because. There's a like-to-like now, isn't there? There's like a values match. It's like, yes, that's what Mm. I value and that's what you value. So therefore that kind of bonds the two of you together, Yeah, Yeah, either either as individuals or as an organisation. So let's talk about that a little bit because – Actually, before you do, I just wanted to actually comment on, you know, we're sitting in the studio with both of you (laughs) and – that that whole you guys were inspiration, right? You've you've got men with spirit, mm. um, Karam Radio. You're sending the message out, mm. and you're making a difference. And it's just the two of you. And so I know when Candy um talked to me about your organisation, yeah. and, and we saw that's the that's what actually inspires us. Mm. Yeah. So um, just wanted to pass that on. No, thank, thank you. you. Thanks thank very you. much. Yeah. But it, it is important. I think people can volunteer their time and do things. That, and it gets down to this whole issue of the size of um, the number of people and the size. You can be very small and still have a positive impact on the world. And I think you've shown what you've done. And I think one of the things we want to explore is um, how big do you need to be to uh, 
be B Corp certified and to actually embrace all of these uh, ideas. So have you got any thoughts on the size? You were saying before that you can be just a sole uh, proprietor and do it. Uh, is that – like how would someone go about applying for B Corp certification and uh, irrespective of the size of the organisation? So, so as I said, the easiest way is to go onto the website and get that Which self-assessment Which is what B Corp – what B Corp. I don't know. I just com. Google B Corp, but I probably should B use chat GPT. <laughs> yeah, okay. B Corp, uh, whatever, yeah. .com, yeah, and that'll give them all the information what they need. And, and yeah, download the self-assessment form and fill that in. Right. Um, and, and could um, a small, really small business do this? Really, absolutely. Look, the, the only um, prohibitive bit of it is you do pay a fee per year to stay right. registered. And, and for that certification, so um, and I'm, I don't know if that's scaled or not, so that's probably the only piece that requires, you know, money going out the door for. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we were to take it back even further, right, because you didn't start off with B Corp, right, you started off with your own intentions mm-hmm. and this, this question that was posed to you at a, at a poker match, right? Yeah. So I guess the question is how does somebody start to reframe what they're doing? And let's say they are in business, Right? How do they? What do you advise that you would give them to explore the idea that they can turn what they're doing into something that's it's good for everybody, not just for themselves and there's those people involved in it. So I guess I'm throwing that out to both of you. What advice would you give to someone right now who is a solo uh, operator or maybe has you know five people in their business? Where would they start? Um, my advice would be to look at what you are what service or what products are you providing and think about, um, you know, who else could benefit from it that couldn't otherwise have access to it? Great question. So, and how many lives could you touch with mm. with a small change that you can do? Mm-hmm. And even if it's one person and you're making a bit big difference, like you guys are, mm-hmm. clearly, in what mm-hmm. you're doing, and that was one of the really attractive things about... Um, you know, getting to know you and 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 giving you our app, um, our you know my OK app, was you know I was really impressed by what you were doing, and it was just the two of you, as Gavin said earlier. You are just making you know how many lives are you touching, and then you know and from that you have this um, beautiful cascading effect in the community. Yeah. So you can be any size and start off small. Mm-hmm. Don't reach for the stars. Be realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have your bigger goal, but break it down into small little chunks and look at what can you do today Yeah, and work from there. Steve, I'll give you one really small – and it's quite, still quite touching, so I try not to get too emotional. But um, there's a bunch of us that, you know, we have a social club, which is to how do, how do people outside of work still enjoy time with each other, et cetera, and that – you know, used to have an annual trip. And so one of the annual trips was going to be a big trip to Samoa. And so there was about 30 of us going. And we didn't want to just go to Samoa. We said, well, you know, let's do something good while we're there. So mm. we actually um, talked to, to someone who was a local um, from the area and they said, you know, there's a lot of schools where they don't even have play equipment. And so we said, okay, let's, you know, I've got ball, footballs at home. I'll bring a couple of those in. And other people said they'll bring in some stuff in. And we said, let's... Um, Let's take some sporting equipment over. Mm-hmm. Um, when we told others that's what we were doing, we started getting all these donations. 
So we took three suitcases of sporting equipment over to the point where we struggled to get through customs because they wanted to know, you know, they thought we were selling it. Um, but we had these donations come out of the woodwork. People brought in stuff. We had three suitcases. We took it. We gave it to a school. Um, you know, the school, for to give it context, this is a beautiful oval we were overlooking that had sand, you yeah. know. They, they, didn't, they didn't have shoes <laughs> so they ran around bare feet, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, to you know, we showed those photos in our office, but the photos of the children running around with the sporting equipment we gave them and the big smiles on their faces and it was like Christmas had come mm. and made us feel great. Mm. We didn't actually have to do a lot, you know, um, but boy, did we feel good and it was good to actually bring that experience. And I think it starts just with an intent, It's as Candy said, you know, look at what you're doing and say, what is it? Can I still do without, you know, without going too far and actually make a difference to people who wouldn't normally have access? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, a few weeks back we had uh, Cameron and Scott on talking about the Bayside Community Kitchen and the sort of work they're doing. And, and Cameron made the point that it's bar- largely funded by uh, his, business. his business. His business funds that activity and they feed, what, 500 meals a week and do all sorts of amazing stuff. Mm. And you've got people like that that are grassroots people that said, look, there's a need here. I'm going to stand up as a member of this community and try and make a difference. And he's using his own money through his own business to do it. So there are plenty of good examples of people yeah. that have buying into this sort of vision that we don't just leave it to government, we don't just leave it to religious organisations or whatever, that each of us can make a positive difference and you've just got to find uh, a way of doing it and just start and and don't just think about it, start. And and I think businesses are the, you know, it's a sustainable way to make the difference. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a infrastructure already in place, we have... A, a, we have employees, we have a set of rule, you know, rules and guidelines and we operate, but we operate for the long term. And so if we start to drive some of that, it's not going to be shut down when there's a change of government. It's mm-hmm. not going to be there based just on the individual that's pushing it. It actually starts to build, build this more sustainable way of working. And I can tell you now the, the people that we're hiring coming out of university, etc., they don't just want a job. You know? No, they don't. They're very vocal about that too. Yeah. And yeah. they're going to be the biggest, they're actually the biggest um, cohort, buying cohort, when you look at it in proportion of the population. So they're making very big decisions, very big decisions about what they want. Correct. Yeah. So, so it actually lets use that energy mm-hmm. to benefit, you know, to benefit us in organizations, but also then to benefit others. Yeah. Yeah, which just goes to show that business, I mean, that's the whole point, like business can be a force for good. And I think it's just about, I think I think what I'm heartened by hearing what you've been doing and, you know, origin story and so forth and how you've helped us with our app and also the support you've given us, you know, even outside of that, is that um, it's possible to give something that's intangible like a business a bit of a beating heart, like, you know, give it a, a greater purpose than just this structure of just moving money from one person to another and and just all of the logistics, just give it a, more of a reason. I think that's really a heartening thing to see, yeah. And from a mental health point of view, it makes us feel good. It, it releases does. all those hmm. happy um, hormones. It actually, there is evidence to show that doing good is actually hmm. good for your health. Hmm. So, um, 
that's a, that's a bonus. It absolutely is. So do either of you have any sort of, la- sort of last words you want to share um, about the work you're doing or anything in particular? Last words for me would be pretty much what I said earlier, you know, um, don't wait for tomorrow. Look at what you can do today to make a difference mm-hmm. um, if that's what you want to do. And, um, and it will make you feel good. Doing good um, and giving off yourself in some way, um, you know, it just is so good for your health. It's so good for your body. It's good for your mind. And it makes a difference to society. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, in terms of good for your health, uh, I should mention that the MIOK app, uh, which you so kindly made available to us. I mean, so that's a way in which individuals can monitor their uh, emotional, mental well-being, and and a number of other key health indicators. And it has so much more, and we'll be rolling out enhancements to that over the next few weeks. But um, there's a really good example where um, it can have a positive impact, and uh, we're just so appreciative of the support you've given us in providing that uh, that tool for people to use. Kevin, I've got, I've got a question for you before we do wrap yep. up, please, that's okay. So what's next? What's next? What, what does the vision look like for DB Results? Oh, wow. <laughs> you, you know, um, and I, I must mention my business partner, Andrew Dean. So and Andrew and I work really well together and feed off each other, but we've got the same values and the same beliefs. He said to me the other day, he goes, let's not forget why we want to do well. We want to... Um, be able to do more, mm-hmm. you know. So, so, so what we're trying to do is be quite open-minded. Um, you know, uh, Candy is trying to put some structure around how we make decisions because we'd like to help everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but um, you know, there's some things we can measure as to what will get the biggest impact from us. Mm-hmm. But we just like to do more. Well, you know, we we think that it's exciting. Um, we look at all the things happening around the world and actually we look at it with excitement rather than with trepidation because we actually see this movement being created where people are taking control of, okay, I want to live in a better world. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing that get stronger and stronger. So we just want to be part of that movement. We want to add whatever fuel we can add to it and support it in whatever way we can. Um, And we want to look look back on the world, if you like, and say – you know, we touched a number of lives. So mm-hmm. for us, it's exciting. Um, never grow for growth's sake, you know, grow, grow for a purpose. But for us, if we can do more, mm-hmm. then that's a real good reason for growing. And that's not just more for society. That's more for our employees and more for our customers. So, so yeah, I wish I could give you a really well-thought-of strategy and answer. But our whole aim has always been hire really smart people, give them the opportunity to do the best and let them make a difference. Yeah. And so that seems to be working. It's only And well done, you guys. It's, yeah. it's really an inspirational story. And I've, I've had a bit of involvement going over, over a few years with DB Results, and it's been um, fantastic to see how you've um, come along. So good on you. And we very, very much appreciate you coming on the show today. Yes. And Candy, in your yeah. case, the second time. And we get you to be co hosts, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that standard yet. <laughs> Thank and, you. And, and thanks again for all the support you provide to us. So we mm. very much appreciate that. Very much so. Any final points from you, Steve? No, I really enjoyed the conversation today. And I am um, I'm one very much who believes in this idea that, you know, values should exist 
in all areas of our lives and we should just make sure that they're prominent and that we stand by them and that we express them in whatever form we can and we just don't keep them to ourselves in our private lives because they're no good to us there. And it's consistent in all parts of your life. Yeah, you show up everywhere the same. Yeah, absolutely. And it's nice. It's nice to see that. Good. Mm. Excellent. Okay, well, look, um, before we play our final bit of music, might just uh, wrap up with a few little announcements. Um, Information and links about our uh, Member Spirited Radio Carum shows are available from the Radio Carum website, which is radiocarum.org or via our Facebook page, which is at Men With Spirit. And our shows are available on all the major podcast platforms within a day or so of broadcasting. And if you want to attend any of our Men With Spirit gatherings, event details, including how to register, are also on our Men With Spirit Facebook page. Uh, Locally, we meet in Frankston usually every Monday evening and we are committed to helping men grow. And uh, if this, uh, what we've covered today and just the whole subject of helping men to grow um, appeals to you, reach out and see if if we've got a place for you or a man in your life you care about. You can also uh, connect with us via email at connect at menwithspirit.com.au. And the other thing we'd just like to point out is, um, as you said, Gavin, earlier on, um, this whole thing is run by volunteers and uh, it's it's very modest in terms of the financial um, uh, resources required to keep Radio Carum going. But but Radio Carum, including our show, wouldn't be possible without the generous support of the Radio Carum sponsors who are Freddie's Kitchen, Atticus Health, Seaford North IGA, Mitchell Tor Real Estate and Tad Cabinet. So thank you to each of those sponsors. And details on how to contact either Gavin or Candy at DB Results and to learn more about B Corp certification will be available on our Facebook page. Okay, Candy, why have you chosen We Are The World as the song that means a lot to you? Okay, Peter, there are a few reasons for that. So, Go for it. I'm a child of the 80s mm-hmm. and all my favourite singers were on featured on this song, which was essentially um, a fundraiser to address the famine in Africa uh, at the time, mm-hmm. the severe famine. And they raised a huge amount of money, like I think something like 50 million, which is a lot, a lot for those, those days, yeah. yeah. Um, and and but the words of the song I think are so beautiful and I think really speak about the messaging of today's um, interview with um, with you and Peter, Steve. Thank you. And um, and yeah, so we are the world. We want to make a difference. We want to we want to make this world a better place. And if we all do our little bit, we can make that difference. And I think um, um, just the words of that song, yes. Yeah, uh, just beautiful. Okay, a great beautiful. way to see out the show. Thanks again. Uh, and thanks for listening, everyone. And until next time, be true to yourself. See ya. <laughs>